Hi, my name's Phil Lebrun. I'm an enterprise strategist with Amazon Web Services. Today, we're going to talk about stakeholder alignment in the context of digital transformations. We know that many digital transformations don't see the full return expected because of a lack of common understanding of what digital actually means in an organization. Today, we want to examine the critical role stakeholder alignment plays in such transformations and how you drive that through a combination of increasing digital literacy and breaking down silos to generate cross-functional initiatives in an organization. I'm delighted to have Gavin Munro join me today. Gavin is the global CIO for wealth and personal banking at HSBC. Gavin, thank you for joining me. Gavin, could you introduce yourself, your role at HSBC and a little bit about HSBC itself? Thanks, Phil, and thanks for having me. So as you said, my name is Gavin Munro, and I'm the Global CIO for Wealth and Personal Banking, WPB. I lead a team of 18,000 people across 46 different countries, supporting 36 million customers, supporting our retail, private banking, wealth, and insurance businesses. I've been in the technology space for 25 years, from, from retail, telecom, all the way up to nine finance. Um, and I've always found it fascinating how technology can influence our lives and the opportunity that technology brings. I don't think there's more, a more exciting time than what we are in now with what technology can do. If you're thinking about the transformation that the financial industry is going through, it is led by technology. If you think about where multiple of these industries are going, be it the EV electric vehicle, be it even global warming, technology is what's gonna help us get through this. So being part of that and getting, being part of the technology industry, helping drive that business strategy is a privilege and an honor. I have to ask, how did you start in technology? Um, I've always been in technology. My career has been in technology. My education has been in technology. I've worked in retail, worked in telecom, and over the last 25 years, I've moved into the financial sector. And digital transformation in an organization like HSBC, a mammoth organization, must be a pretty complex undertaking. What does it mean in the context of your business? Yeah, it's a great question, Phil. Um, digital transformation means many things, and in a lot of cases, it's probably overused. The way we think about it is two ways. Firstly, we want to accelerate what we're doing in the bank. We want to move away from your traditional digital channels to actually being a digital bank and offering digital products. And then secondly, we need to basically innovate at scale and velocity. And coming out of the digital transformation, we need to be able to do that to remain relevant. What we're offering as a bank needs to evolve. And to do that, we have to get that to the market quicker and we have to innovate at scale. We look at scale as our advantage today, or not as our advantage today. We want to make it our advantage. But in most cases, scale can be a disadvantage. So unless we can transform, unless we can digitize the bank, we can't leverage that scale to be our advantage going forward. So that's imperative for us. If we look at what COVID has done over the last 12 months, it's just accelerated that digital demand and that digital transformation. So we want to leverage that momentum and move forward. If you look at HSBC as an example, Phil, we have one in, one in two customer interactions or transactions is digital. We have year-over-year -year growth in our mobile app is 6%. Currently sitting at about 46% users use our mobile app. And on the browser side, it's about 46% of our users use the browser app. But one in two actual transactions happens on a mobile platform every 30 days. So it is a growing platform and it's the fastest growing platform. 
So we want to continue to leverage that and then digitize at the bankers' core. The other part that is part of our transformation is the data side. You know, with digitizing our products, with digitizing the core bank, we actually have access to more data. And we, the opportunity for us is to how to leverage that to service our customers better. So hyper-personalization is a word used a lot, but we really do believe in that. So how can we bring real-time decisionings? And this is not the decisionings that we used to do when we talk about data. It's not fraud and cyber, but how do we benefit the customer interaction? How can we give you balanced forecasting? How can we give you next projected investment options all real-time? To do that, we have to leverage that data that we've got. We have to leverage the power of cloud, as an example, and drive that capability into the customer's hands so they can see it real time. As an example, the last 12 months, we've basically doubled our cloud-hosted services. And why have we done that? Partly because we want the containerization, partly because we want the pipelines, uh, automation, CRCD, DevOps. But the other thing is to leverage the compute power of the cloud to be able to do that real-time decisioning. So we've got to move more stuff onto the cloud We've got to be ready for that, that uh, on-demand scalability and that innovation, the ability to stand up environments, the ability to react quickly. That's what the cloud brings to us and that's what we want to bring to our customers. It's fantastic hearing the story. I mean, banking, you wouldn't traditionally hear some of what you've talked about with experimentation and personalization. So you some great insights there. One of the uh, questions that often comes up when we're talking to customers is what does digital transformation mean? What, what is digital to an organization? How did you get clarity within HSBC about what it meant to your business? Hmm. I think it's a, it's a question that every company has to answer themselves. I don't think there's one size fits all. And we looked at what our customers want and what they're expecting from us. And we know that they are evolving. We have to evolve as a, as a company to service that. I think if you look at your traditional banks, you have a bunch of products, mortgage, credit card, and you have a bunch of channels. That's not how the customer sees us anymore. So we had to evolve and look at, we have to transform the company to be customer focused and value proposition led. And we have to change the core of the actual bank and move away from legacy thinking. When we think about the old world where you walk into a bank and you have, we control that environment. We know when you're in our facility, we, we know when you walk up to the ATM and it's a controlled, secure environment. In the modern world, the, the political boundaries don't count, country boundaries don't count. The, the actual perimeter that we engage in the customer has moved. It's either moved online, it's either moved B2B. When you make a purchase on Amazon, there's an FX trade behind that. All those different engagement points are out of our control. So we have to be able to provide a service to those customers in whatever form or fashion they want. That's the, that's the objective of our digital transformation, to be able to facilitate those transactions or engage with those customers uh, at their time, 24-7, and where they operate and what they want. That's how we define our digital transformation. We hear a lot of these buzzwords in industries today. We've talked about digital transformation and what it means to HSBC. Another word that's often used is agile. What does that mean in your organization? Mm, it's, a, it's a great question. So I, would, I wouldn't say we are a mature Agile shop. Um, we are on the journey to be an Agile shop. And we probably say we, we do a lot of small A, but not big A. But we are striving to be a, a mature Agile shop. And the reason why that's important for us is it's tied to this digital transformation. As I mentioned, the innovation, innovate at scale and at velocity. You can't get that velocity unless you have a mature Agile shop. So, so we're going through this transformation. 
we're trying to, we have a realigned our organization around customer outcome, customer proposition. So we've moved away from product silos or PL silos, and we are, we, we're pivoting towards delivery and delivery at, at, at pace. Um, so we've gone through the, the, you know, the low hanging fruit, which is the tools, Jira, Confluence. We've aligned all those, but honestly, that's the easy part. It's the cultural transformation. It's the organizational alignment that has to do this. We do tie agile transformation to our digital transformation. Because as I mentioned, the velocity is what's key for us. So we're on the early stages of that and we're going through this journey. But we're trying to get at its core. We're trying to get autonomous bodies of teams or, or groups of teams that are able to run self-contained within their own construct, within their own uh, organizational constructs. And then we empower them to deliver on value outcome and customer-led uh, metrics. So we're tying back in the customer-led metrics like MPS scores and stuff like that into uh, how we measure success in our agile transformation. It's a very different way of running an organization. You're pushing a lot more decisions down to these autonomous teams. How have they received that change? So I think, I think it's a journey. Um, I think some of them have gravitated it and picked it up like a duck in water and gone with it. And others haven't. I mean, like any transformation, I think the, the big problem with, well, not the big problem, but the big opportunity for Agile as well as digital, it's easy on paper. When you, when you put Agile or digital on a paper, it's like, well, why wouldn't anybody do this? But it's the size of the organization that makes it difficult. It's the culture of the organization that makes it difficult. So when I say we're in a journey, we've laid it out, but I think we've got to land it and we've got to compete, compete repeat, repeat, repeat to make sure it sticks. I think that's the process we're in. We, we know what we're trying to do. We have mapped it out with data. We know how to measure it, but we've got to repeat and we've got to repeat and we've got to mature. There isn't a, there isn't a on off or there isn't a right wrong. There's a level of maturity that we, that we are going down the journey to adopt it. And that's where we are. I'd love to hear that because you're dealing with a complex organization with people and lots of moving parts. And that idea that you're going to make changes, sense and respond is, is just seemingly a, an eminently practical way of driving such a large scale transformation. Definitely. I, I think about uh, the tr digital transformation as well as the agile transformation as, as steps. And if you're trying to define the end state up front before you get going, you're probably never going to get going. I mean, for us, we've really defined what is the next step, what is the actions we have to take to get to that step, and how are we going to measure that step. So long as you have data to measure what success looks like, and then you can reflect on it and go forward. I think the biggest part of that is really being able to adjust the journey as you go and, and, and take the metrics you've got, take the data you've got, but continue to evolve. Like I said in my, my initial intro, the, the financial industry is going through a transformation no one can sit here and say what well, they know what it looks like. So the person that tells you we know what's going to look like in 10 years, probably not really realistic. So the only thing we can do is start the journey and course correct as we go. That's where you need data. That's where you need customer engagement. That's where you need a 360 loop to be able to reflect that and then adjust as you go and take it step by step. You're at the start of your journey around Agile. Um, and you've talked about innovation being so core to HSBC's future. What have you seen in terms of early results from, from your Agile transformation and what could be possible with the ability to innovate in the bank? So let's be clear, at HSBC, our, our opportunities scale, but it's also our weak point. And when we think about the countries we operate, we operate in 46 different countries. We want to get our mobile app in the hands of those customers as quick as possible. So we, that's where cloud comes in. The ability to deploy in country 
where we don't even have a footprint, as an example, is imperative for us. And the ability to do that at a low cost point to us is critical. So we have a good example, something like uh, we call it global money. So global money is our multi-currency app that doesn't, doesn't behave like a normal multi-currency app in that it runs on the local payment rails in the country. We launched it in the US this year and we want to roll it out to approximately 10 other countries in the next 12 months. So to do that, we need a standard pattern. We need a standard pipeline to be able to deploy it. And then we need to be able to maintain it in country at a low cost footprint. So, so we, we're leveraging the cloud environment to innovate. We're leveraging the, leveraging the cloud environment to deploy at scale. But then we also have a single code base servicing over 10 million customers in these 10 countries. So it's imperatively combining the innovation with the scale to basically be our advantage, not our disadvantage. I, I love the way you frame that because often we talk about innovation as being the thing you've just built, but instead thinking about how do you innovate around getting that thing into the hands of millions of your customers quickly is, is a really interesting way. I'm sure many people will be really interested in learning more about that. Yeah, I, I think it's a great point. I think we think about velocity uh, as part of our innovation. If we can innovate around velocity, because that's the competitive advantage. Big organizations don't have that velocity. Fintechs do. Tech companies do. So we've got to figure out how to bring velocity to our organization, to our business partners. And that's where they look at our tech as a, as a strategic lever to deliver on that. So one of the challenges we often see in organizations is digital transformations need to start at the top. Uh, this is more than just technology, clearly. How did you drive that alignment um, with your peers in HSBC to make sure that there was clarity about what this journey looked like? We, we actually are very fortunate in WPB. Our, 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 one of our core strategies or enablers is digital enablement. Sorry, one of our core objectives is digital enablement in HSBC. So we started where probably most companies started. We stood up a digital division and we gave them the remit of being digital. And, and they did what they did. They created a mobile app, they created a browser, and it actually worked and it was fit for purpose and it got us past hurdle number one. But we soon realized that that's not going to create a digital bank. It's not gonna create digital products. It was basically just a channel. Um, and and it, was, it was good, it worked, it worked for what it worked for. Um, but since then, we've actually said, okay, well, we need to make the bank digital and we need to embed digital thinking in the rest of the organization. So we've taken that entity, that, that digital division, and we've actually pushed it into the organization. So for a period, we had a digital product owner and a product owner. And over time, we ended up with one digital product owner. Sometimes it was a digital person who took the role. Sometimes it was the, the product owner, traditional product owner who learned the digital skill sets. But over time, we've, come, we've, we've ended up with one organization, one, one leadership structure, around digital. It's everybody's responsibility to be digital. And as I mentioned previously, we started to think about our customer differently. So we started to orientate the organization differently. Instead of your traditional P&L, which associated a customer like yourself with a branch down the street, and that's where the profit landed, and that's where the accountability landed, we've broken those silos away from traditional PLLs and traditional boundaries, and we've looked at our customer differently. Our customer's global. A customer doesn't exist to a single single site. And we've also looked at our value proposition as not only product, but services. So it's customer-orientated thinking, it's value proposition, and that's how we've organized the, the, the digital inside the bank. And that's allowed us to basically pivot from the way we do agile, to the way we measure customer success, to the way we actually deliver for our customer. So it sounds like while you started with an organization that was building 
digital things like your mobile app. It's really become more of a, how do you use that team to drive a cultural change and embedding a different way of thinking throughout your organization? Exactly. It's all of our responsibility to be digital. If we're really going to pivot the organization from a traditional bank to a digital organization, um, it, it's critical for all of us to do it. I'll give you a great, a great example. I mean, as I said, scale is our problem. But once we figure out how to automate it, once we figure out how to digit, digitize it, we can ex achieve some, some great, great uh, objectives. A good example is we have moved over the last 12 months. Uh, we've probably doubled our cloud-hosted services, like I mentioned. Um, but that has enabled us to move 96% of our payment goes through end-to-end -end without being touched. Now you say, well, 96%, that's great. Why is it not 99%? That is our objective. But it's 96% of 560 trillion dollars a year goes through HSBC payment rails untouched. So that scale, once we can figure out how to automate it, once can we figure out how to innovate it, is our advantage. They're incredible numbers. That's uh, you must wake up at night thinking, wow, that's that's quite a responsibility you have globally. So we've talked about culture around digital, digital products. Uh, what about digital literacy? How did you? ensure that everyone in the organization understood what digital was and felt comfortable that they had the right knowledge uh, to have that digital mindset you described? Yeah, it's, it's a journey we're on still. Um, I think we're maturing it. But the, the way we thought about it was, you know, we've moved away from some of the traditional project thinking. So you, you measure your project by yellow, red, green. You have a project budget and you have a specific business case, which is measured in dollars. We flipped it over and we said, okay, as we go into Agile, we're going to start doing capacity. We're going to start doing value proposition. And then we're using different metrics to measure that. So, so it's release frequency. It is uh, time to production and stuff like that. And then when we lay over the digital transformation, we've brought in the, the customer metrics. So MPS scores, uh, customer engagement scores, the scores I mentioned to you about, uh, you know, straight through processing, the, the, score, the, the metric I mentioned about digital active customers. We're bringing that all into the process. So part of being digital organization, you have a lot more data. The opportunity is how do you create a, a feedback loop in your transformation so that you can make the right decisions based on things like customer metrics, customer feedback, MPS, as well as adoption metrics and things like that. Tied to that to the digital frequency, sorry, tied to the agile velocity, you need to be able to course correct and continue to evolve uh, your offerings bringing that into your, your decision-making process. Uh, have you had to put in training programs, for example, to help people get into that mindset you described? Definitely. I think, I think it's, a, it's a different cultural set. Um, and it starts at the top. I mean, we started with coaches at the executives because the last thing you want, we all know anybody that's gone through an agile transformation, you have the team trying to do agile and then you have executives asking for waterfall. Uh, likewise, it applies to digital as well. You know, if you're still gonna measure you know, your outcome by a business case of dollars, and I'm not saying dollars is not important, believe, believe me it is, but you need to bring that customer lens, you need to become customer obsessed, and that feedback loop needs to be in there. So, so yes, we needed to apply training, we continue, to do, we continue to have scorecards, and we've rolled these scorecards out globally. So we are measuring um, this global adoption of the digital transformation using scorecard. You need to make it data-driven, and you need to base it fact-driven, um, so you do need scorecards, and everybody says, well, why do you need scorecards? But, Otherwise, you won't be able to measure your progress and otherwise you won't be able to set objectives on each step. Like I mentioned in the beginning, you need to define those steps. So you do need the data-driven approach to, to uh, be able to navigate the, the journey. It's really interesting. You talk about bringing in agile coaches, even at the senior levels of your organization. 
One other thing that crosses my mind is in organizations, we have this tendency to start projects almost in a fire and forget mode. The senior leadership will start a project and then move on to the next thing. How did you make sure that at the executive level, people stayed engaged with this transformation throughout rather than treating it as a project? It's a little bit about the connecting it to the customer. So, so when we all speak in the customer language, and we all bring that customer metric to our objectives. We all have shared objectives. It's not a technology objective to deliver a project and a business objective to deliver a, a, a P&L. When we combine those and we made it customer-led, we all have the same objective and we can all use the same metric. So, so by that way, we're all aligned and we're working on a common goal. That's great to hear. I don't know about you, but this business and IT thing, it sounds like you've got over that by reorientating everyone around. Let's talk about the customer instead. Exactly. I, I mean, it's a... Like I said previously, it's a maturity scale. So in some regions we are there, some regions we are not, but we know what we true, we know how to measure it. So we are, we are on that, that journey. I imagine people watching this, top of their mind is if they're starting their transformation journey, is what's the two or three pieces of advice you'd give them as they start to think about how to get going? So if I reflect on our journey, I probably would summarize it this way. Um, first was we transformed the entire organization. It's not about just delivering a digital product. It's actually about transforming the organization and changing the organization. And for us, we realized innovation at scale and delivery at velocity is key to us. So we pivot around that primary purpose. We needed to do that on the cloud because I don't think we could have achieved it. I mean, nothing's wrong with the legacy infrastructure. Nothing's wrong with our legacy data centers. But to innovate at scale and at pace, we needed a more flexible option. So that was the first thing, is think about how your organization has to realign to achieve this. Then the second one is actually quite simple. It is, it is define your first step to take, figure out the data you need to measure that, and take that step. I think the only, the only advice I would give somebody is, there's never a good time to start a digital transformation, but there's a wrong time, and that's tomorrow, because you need to start today. The curve has already started. So it's... Think big about what your future aspirations could be as an organization, but then don't bog yourself down trying to overplan. Just get started and, and course correct as you go along. And course correct is, is the key over there. I think no one really knows what this journey is going to be like. And I, and I don't think this only applies to the financial service industry. It probably applies to how you buy a car, grocery shopping. I mean, look at Amazon when they first were selling books. Now what are they doing? It's completely different. They never set out to that step. They never designed the original you would tell me, but they never designed the original shopping cart to basically be what it is today. So that ability to be evolve and remain relevant is key, and that's step at a time. Gavin, we've talked about the importance of internal stakeholder alignment at HSBC. What does that alignment look like across HSBC and AWS? So in, in WPB, we have, we have chosen AWS as our strategic cloud uh, partner. Uh, and that is not only from how we host and deploy systems, but how we innovate as well. Um, we, think, we think about our strategy to be present in 46 countries, and we think about how we operate in those countries. It's critical to leverage the, the footprint of uh, international client, an uh, international partner like yourselves in delivering on that strategy. One of the things you touch on implicitly when you talk is that need to continuously learn. How do you learn as a leader? Ah, that's a good question. Um, I, I, I like what I do, and I come back to the, the opening statement that I said. I'm passionate about technology. I'm passionate the impact technology can have. So it's fascinating to me how we are using technology and it's fascinating the opportunity technology can bring us. 
Um, so I just gravitate towards those kinds of, of, of data points and learning and, and reading and stuff like that, which keeps me, uh, it keeps me fascinated. What's next for HSBC and what are you most excited about? So HSBC is at a very exciting time. As I mentioned previously, the financial industry is going through a transformation and HSBC is at the crux of that. There's probably not a larger financial institution that is global as HSBC is. So to be part of that journey and help define what that looks like is critical for HSBC and technology can play a key part of it. We have a business strategy, technology is part of it. The technology strategy needs to be able to deliver on that business strategy and to be part of that journey is a privilege. Gavin, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to us today. I hope folks who are watching this gets the same level of excitement from what you've shared as, as I do. It's great to see your enthusiasm here. And if, as you say, a company like HSBC can drive this sort of change at scale, then I hope folks watching this understand that they too in their organization can take a lot of lessons from this and do the same in their organization. Thanks, Phil.